Hello, you're listening to No Such Word Is Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today I get to sit down and talk about all things books, which as you guys all know is one of my favourite subjects, with Daniel Alexander, who is joining us all the way from Vancouver. What the power of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Hi, it's so good to be here, Hazel. I am so excited to chat with you. Honestly, I think you come up on my For You page on TikTok daily and make so many people laugh. But if anyone hasn't seen your videos, which honestly is a crime, so jail, um, (laughs) give them a little intro of who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. So I'm Daniel Alexander. I'm 24. I'm from Vancouver, like Hazel said. Uh, I've been doing TikTok about three years, and then I've kind of recently made my content about books and specifically fantasy romance novels or just fantasy in general. And my favorite style of content to do are these like 60 second skits. They're not always 60 seconds. And just, you know, sharing a snarky, funny synopsis of my favorite novels. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen them, you have to. I think the first video of yours I saw, it was like your generic like guide to writing a fantasy romance. It was like, it must include this and like two characters with a crazy name and then John or like <laughs> so, something like that. Yes, I sent, the of the fantasy novel, yeah. Yes, I sent it to one of my best friends and he's a massive lore nerd and loves D&D and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that is perfect. Like that is so spot on. And I think that's what people love about you. It's so relatable. Like if you love books, especially fantasy, you're just putting all of our thoughts into words. I Yeah, that's the goal. I, I love reading so much and I'm just glad it's had such a great audience on TikTok and on Instagram too and just everywhere really of people really liking my content and people laughing along with me. So when did you decide to make that switch and start making videos specifically about books? It wasn't so much a decision really. It was more spontaneous. Uh, mm. I guess it still could be a spontaneous decision, but um I started on TikTok about three years ago, four maybe even now uh, during the pandemic. I was out in Lodi, California. Um, I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, if you want to just like walk into a closet and like lock yourself in there, it's pretty much that experience. Uh, cute place, but not much going on during, you know, COVID. Um, but I was there with my dad. He was working um, in the hospital there and I was just stuck in the hotel room. And so I started making content there. I was talking about being a barista um, and just, you know, answering questions about being Jewish. And then eventually... Uh, I was like, well, I've reread a ton of these books. I was like going through a phase and people, lo- and I was introduced to book talk. And I remember thinking like, that's a stupid hashtag. Like, why would, why would anyone need like a specific section of TikTok for books? And I was like, screw it. We're going to make some videos. Um, and just started making content about, you know, Akatar, the Court of Thorns and Roses series, which is one of the bigger names on that side of TikTok. I love the series. It's personally. the classic it's yeah. you get on book talk everyone's like read Akatar, and all of a sudden you're like 50 books deep in your tbr and you don't know how you got there no exactly and and just like i made i think the first video that i made was that like here's Akatar in 60 seconds mm-hmm. and it just blew up and i was like oh i didn't realize people really liked books as much because a lot of the book talk names that i saw weren't that large of accounts mm-hmm. um you know even now i'm still considered one of the smaller size creators but um, I never saw like, you know, multi-million account, like multi-million follower accounts making this content. So I wasn't sure how big the audience was, but it seems it's huge. Oh, definitely. Part of it. 
yeah like how did you how did you think it up like do you go through the books and take notes or do you just have like a fantastic memory um I want to say it's a fantastic memory uh it's not uh what I normally do is if I'm for the Akatar stuff at the time I was rereading them mm. and I was like well if I'm gonna spend this much time rereading these books I might as well make content about it right um what I normally do is I'll reread and then I will um either make a synopsis or look up a synopsis and then I go through with a synopsis um kind of check to see how long it is because it's almost never going to be actually 60 seconds um and you know I, I have to pick obviously I have to like prune parts that I don't think are that important or like really condense them into like two clips um and then yeah make the video and then I just I do all my recording on my phone and edit on the app itself and then it's pretty much ready to go have you ever considered doing comedy or anything like that because it takes some sort of comedic timing and talent because you're not just like stating facts about the books you're you're taking these characters and turning them into like little relatable skits like now you've got like the characters talking to each other and you're basically putting words into their mouths now and making it funny I mean you're not the first person to bring this up to me I've had people ask like are you going to do stand-up I I'm tempted I am tempted I have also terrible stage fright like I am I yeah, you know, I was in choir too, had stage fright then, was not very, but that was also because I wasn't very good. Um, you know, obviously it's a talent uh, that you'd have to work on, but no, it's it's definitely something that I'd want to explore more of. Um, I'm not opposed to it, to say the least, but also I feel like I enjoy the TikTok stuff because it's, you know, you can re-record, you can make sure you look mm. good, like suck in your gut and like tie your hair back and um, make sure it looks as presentable as you want it to. Right. Whereas I also talk really fast if you haven't caught up on that. And I don't know if that would translate well to a lie. It's like me nervous in front of a live audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I can work on it. I mean, you can practice. Like you can practice, you practice your skits for TikTok. You can practice them for a live audience as well. And then it's just muscle memory. Exactly. I believe in you. I'm going to, I'm going to make it my mission to convince you to do some stand up now. I'm being convinced. Don't worry. I'm being convinced. Good. I hope so. Because you're, you're genuinely very talented at it. So um have you always been into books or did you get back into them during the pandemic oh no I have been a reader for as long as like I've been sapient I oh I was I, <laughs> see I have, you're so funny like this comes so <laughs> naturally to you <laughs> a lot of some of these jokes might miss fair warning but, um, <laughs> no I love reading I've always loved reading uh I can like distinctly remember my dad I was on a cruise like almost you know 15 years ago with my father and my stepmom and my sister at the time. And my dad was annoyed with me because I brought like four books and he's like, Daniel, we're here for two weeks. Are you going to read? I like, why are you bringing four books? Four is not enough. <laughs> I read through my sister's books too. And so I can still remember I was reading the Fablehaven series. I was reading Matt. So I brought two of those books, which is one of my favorite uh, novels ever. Actually, it's a, it's a kid's series, but like peak fantasy, absolutely recommend regardless of your age range uh, by Brandon Mull. And then I was reading James, uh, James Patterson's Maximum Ride. I can't tell you a single plot point from that series. It feels like a fever dream, but I remember enjoying it. I remember the kids had wings, but yeah, it's, um, I've always loved reading. It's been one of my favorite pastimes. Um, I'm every time someone mentions books, I'm happy to talk about it and, you know, give my recommendations, but you know, I, my recommendations are more of a threat. It's like, get to it. Um, I hate hearing people that have like 400 books on their reading list. I'm like, okay, but mine come first. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to recommend it if you're not going to read it in like the next yeah. two weeks. <laughs> exactly. You you have a time limit. Yeah, I do the same for like, like people borrow my books. I'm like, great, but you have to read it like tomorrow because I'm yeah. going to want that back. Like not exactly. in six months. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I find it so interesting nowadays, like especially with book talk, I think social media is really great at bringing people together that have similar interests to one oh, yeah. another, um, which I love. I think reading has never been cool, I want to yeah. say. Um, and I feel like a lot of us, when we were younger, who really did gravitate towards reading, we were perhaps, you know, kind of maybe at the edges of mm-hmm like in high school did you ever feel like that did you ever use reading as an escape oh definitely definitely um i i don't think i didn't have like the stereotypical like bullied high school um experience you know i wasn't particularly cool i the reason why i keep my last name off social media and like don't use my my actual name on social media is because i'm terrified people from middle school and like high school will remember i exist but like overall it was fine um you know it wasn't too popular wasn't too unpopular but no reading was definitely something to do that let me avoid you know certain situations or like get out of um a certain headspace no I I see what you mean yeah do you remember any books or series that really provided that escape for you apart from the one you already mentioned oh yeah I mean Percy Jackson obviously like that's iconic I still remember like leaving it must have been was it junior year of high school I guess my memory isn't that great but I remember like getting into the car my mom's car and she had like the final Heroes of Olympus book in in the front seat waiting for me. And what it was a day. Yeah, right. I like I I think I forgot to say hi before I was like in the car with the book in my hand. <laughs> um, no, Percy Jackson's been amazing. Uh, I love the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. I that is the series I will like throw at people's heads. Um, I haven't read it yet. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, not everyone's perfect. We can we can get you there. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, uh, he just has so many books. I think I'm just so overwhelmed by where to start. Totally valid. Um, what I always tell people is start with the Mistborn series. Right. So right I've now, heard that. Are, yeah, so there are two eras of that one. Uh, one is set several hundred years after the first, but you only really need to read the first. I say read the first three books of Mistborn, read Warbreaker, which is a standalone. You can kind of put that in any order. Uh, but I think once you've read Warbreak, once you've read those four, so Warbreaker and the Mistborn trilogy, the first set, you can comfortably get through all of the Stormlight, the, all the current published Stormlight archive. And there might be some things you miss, but you know, you can, nothing that'll derail it. And the truth is, I really like it because Sanderson's writing is designed so that you can just read one series and understand everything that's going on. Uh, you, you know, it's it's better to read everything. You're going to want to read everything. I'm warning you now. Um, you know, his, each of those books in the Stormlight archive is a thousand pages and it still doesn't feel like enough. But, you know, it's it's fun because you can pick out, you know, certain, he's designed it, the mechanics of his universe so well that people can travel between these planets and travel between the stories. And if you know wow. what to look for, um, you can recognize that there are people that are popping up where they're not from like that planet originally. Um, I'm trying to be as like spoiler free as possible, but I really do recommend that series. It's, I remember I was reading uh, Words of Radiance, which is the second book uh, in like eighth grade. Third book came out four years after that. And then the next book came out um, four years after that. And I was just, I shut myself in my room for a week. I, I think I was just ordering Uber Eats and like lights on from like 7 a.m. to like 11 p.m. Just like in my room. I don't think I went to class. Isn't it so funny that you can, I mean, I can at least pinpoint the books or the series that have really made me feel like that. You know, you oh, yeah. like as a reader, you know, you 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 always have books there. Like there's never you're never not reading a book, basically. Like you'll just go from one to the other. But yeah. some of them just really stick with you. Like for me, I remember reading the inheritance cycle 
Um, and that's obviously when I was like young teenager, I was probably like 14, 15. So I'd gone from like reading Harry Potter and like mm -hmm. lots of middle grade that was kind of like, yeah, it was okay. And then I found the inheritance cycle and like that, it was only the first two books that had come out and I waiting for books three and four, like desperate, like yeah. outside the bookstore in the morning. Like I need, give me this book, please. I need to dedicate an entire day to reading it. Mm -hmm. what no, do I, you... I, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, I can, I crack open the next book and I can like flash back to when I first opened the previous mm. one or the first one. Um, no, it's, it's just, it's all good memories. Yeah, like I still remember. Um, I don't know how well you know the inheritance series. I think it was I, I like, them, yeah. I think I, it was like book two. I remember the dragon battle when there was like surprise dragon. I, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but it came no, in. No, no, I, I read them. Yeah, yeah. Vividly, I remember not only the page, but I remember sitting in my bed reading it and literally having like a mini freak out at what was going on on the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Um... That's actually so funny you mentioned the, the inheritance cycle because I was just thinking about one of the scenes that stuck with me yesterday. It was when Aragon realized that his blessing on the girl whose name I've forgotten wasn't like, may you be oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 the young girl. Yeah, yeah, the young girl. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was may you be shielded from harm. It was may you be a shield from harm. And I remember reading that and going, oh, it was like the first time I'd ever mm -hmm. experienced like a protagonist actually screwing up. Yeah. You know, that was, that was a stuff. screw up that was a oh big it was screw huge up. i was like oh he's like kind of the bad guy in this oh but you then, fucked up <laughs> yeah completely completely and I, that was like mind-blowing to me yeah and i feel like i don't know if this is on my personal experience but i feel like until i found book talk mm -hmm. i was like struggling to find books that i really liked i made that mistake of like growing up and kind of feeling like i was maybe a bit too old for ya and mm -hmm. then as a woman i just thought okay well the only adult books that exist are romance like contemporary romance because that's all yeah. you see in like the supermarkets and then I found book talk and I was like oh my god yeah. my eyes have been opened oh yeah so no, I... no please I'm I'm like jumping down your throat go ahead no I, I it's, it's totally fine I yeah no I we we had the same experience I I mean some of them quite frankly some of the descriptions of these plots I'm like this is an SVU episode, like what is going on here? Um, you know, not to yuck someone else's yum, but like, it's crazy just like the the spread of every genre, every like style, every type of smut mm -hmm. you can see on Book Talk. It's great. And a little yeah. Some, yeah, monster romance, still never tried it. Very intrigued. <laughs> Val, I mean, you know, I've made more than one joke about Ice Planet Barbarians. I have to admit, I have not read them, but just- I I went live a little while ago and I remember we were reading through like the the people were just giving suggestions of like reading the blurbs of crazy stories like uh there was one of like a uh, woman travels back in time I think she meets a dinosaur shapeshifter I hope it was a shapeshifter it may have just been a dinosaur fill in the blank there there was you know the bridesmaid in Bigfoot um there was uh Oh my God, something involving the Loch Ness Monster, something involving... <laughs> okay, I'm Scottish. I want to read the Loch Ness Monster one, just like... I'll have to find the name. I'll let you know. For sheer curiosity. I'm sure there's more than one. I'm sure there's more. I bet good money there's more than one. You can definitely find one. I love it. I love it so much. And I want to talk to you a little bit about being a guy who mm -hmm. reads fantasy, because I have come up against... Like, I have a lot of guy friends who read and read fantasy specifically, but they will not read female authors who write fantasy. 
and I don't know I don't know like I don't think it's on purpose I think mm -hmm. that's just like the Brandon Sanderson and everything mm -hmm. else is what has been recommended to them yeah thoughts I mean I you know I've never experienced that now someone's gonna hold a gun to my head and be like name every female author you've read <laughs> But uh, I never had an issue with it, like, because I'm so much better than everyone. But uh, no, I don't know. I just it's there's I definitely do see a different style between male and female authors, mm. uh, especially in how they approach romance novels. But I, I think it's really poor to just exclude an entire gender um, of writers. I, I I never understood it, quite frankly, because I know I know people, you know, even in my family who are like, yeah, I don't really like reading like male authors or female authors, and it's mm. it, it just, just seemed weird to me. I, I, my first thought is like, is the cover cool? Is there like a good entrance? Is it please God? Is it not in first person? And if you can hit at least two, yes, of those I'm with you. I I need third person. I need third person. I need I'm, it. No, I, I read, um, what's it, The Serpent and the Wings of Night. Uh, it's on my TBR, I haven't read it yet. I really enjoyed it. It is in first person, but I did really enjoy it. So it's like, if you can hit like, nice cover, cool, in cool intro, I love prologues. I'm such a sucker for prologues. And like, in third person, like, I, two out of three, and I will give your book a shot. Um, right. and, I, and I will give it a decent shot. There are books I have DNF'd, but like, I promise you all, we'll try to get at least to 100 pages. I mean, Akatar is first person, and so many people love. And I loved Akatar too. Yeah. But yeah, I I write in third person. I read in third person. It's just what makes sense to my brain. No, also, your thoughts on POVs? Uh, how many is too many? I think it's. Oh, that's a great question. Um, it really depends on how well you fleshed out the characters, because mm. you know the whole purpose of POV stuff is like you you want you want ideas of what else is happening of what how other people are approaching it you know a story's made not because everyone's like a warm a warlord but because there's also a baker there's also you know yeah. a young girl studying um and trying to rob a woman which is a plot line in sort of archive casual insert but uh you know i just think it, if it's more than like six you're more than likely to uh, you have I a higher threshold than i do I, I I do because um, most of the, like San, like most of the Sanderson stuff I think caps out around four or five, but he also does uh what are, he also does um what's the word? Oh, it's annoying. I'm blanking on the word. Uh, interludes. Mm. So it's like four quick chapters um in like three uh, like uh, between arcs in the book of like right. four characters. You get one chapter with them. You see they they're used to show what else is going on. So you see like a murder and like you get introduced to like a group of people who are murdering. You know. Uh, these people with magic powers or you get introduced to a lighthouse keeper who is like gathering flotsam and the the debris is giving you an insight of like what's been happening in the world because it's mm -hmm. like ships suddenly crash into a storm they weren't expecting i just i think if you can handle it well you know I, i'm willing i'm actually willing to go pretty high it's just it's you know game of thrones issues for example it's like all i cared about was daenerys all i yeah, cared. didn't we all like maybe Tyrion. Like, maybe Tyrion. But yeah, yeah. But like, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, dragon section, hurry up. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, and the characters themselves were good, but it's the issue I think there was just like, they were all in the same position. It was all them like fleeing for their lives, trying to kill someone for their lives or like, uh, you know, trying not to get killed. Like it was, yeah, it was the, too, yeah, the environment it. they were in was just too, Very too just samey. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you my threshold for POV right. chapters and it's two, two. Uh, <laughs> any more than two POVs. And I'm like, I'm chapter just throughout the book. No, 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 throughout the book. If there's more than two POVs, I'm like, like, 
I adore Sarah J Mass and I loved Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Crescent City 2, I was ready to throw the book against if I had to read one more chapter about Tharian going to his little underwater what I pictured in my head as like a glass submarine. I was like, no, I can't. I cannot do it. I, the squid thing, right? I don't know what it was like an underwater <laughs> vacuum where he suddenly had legs, even though he didn't he like transform in the air or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, he was like visiting like the the castle in the river. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about like the the you know, spoiler warning, uh, like the the traveling like sea ship that was like, shaped, oh, like a squid. no, I thought that was cool. But no, I see your point. I mean, I have to admit, House of Sky and Breath was a bit of a struggle for me. I I enjoyed it. You know, the ending was really cool. Uh, yeah. I cannot care less about Hunt, if I'm being entirely honest. But oh no, uh, I love Hunt. Take those words out of your mouth. I, look, he's he's sweet. I'm I'm a little bored. I'm, I'm a <laughs> he's little not bored. the most interesting. They he's they the really dragged this one out too. I, like like I was like, okay, finally, come on. Okay, opinion on Akasif. A Court oh. of Silver Flames. I need your I need your honest opinion on it. Um, definitely better than Frost and Starlight. I like you know I I consider Frost and Starlight a Christmas special. I tell it's a novella. That. Yeah, it's it's. I read it in like four hours. No, I didn't. But like, it's it's it's. It felt like it felt like four hours, um, four long hours. Uh, I enjoyed it. That was the book where I finally actually decided to give Nesta a chance. I was like Nesta's number one hater uh, when I first read the series, and I was like, you know, all you can ask for is that your character is written directly as a foil for your main character, like gets the redemption arc they deserve. Um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Um. People were very happy with finally getting Cassie and smut scenes. People were very upset that Azrael wasn't included in those smut, me- smut scenes. Smut scenes. Uh, smut smut scenes. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, yeah, I like, I listen, if I trust, I trust the author is what I do. Like if I find an author yeah. I like, I'm willing to go through a lot of mm-hmm. exposition and just boredom in the books because it's going to, because I trust there's going to be a payoff. There's going to be a payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think we saw that payoff and I think the headboard saw the payoff too um indeed uh i thought there was a little bit too much headboard action i am all for smut i i come from fan fiction i can handle (laughs) dead dove do not eat i am i will eat it up i will eat the dead dove if you don't if anyone's listening doesn't know what that tag is please do not google it because you will view me differently okay i i'm actually unfamiliar with it to be entirely honest (laughs) google after this recording um if there's too much smut and not enough plot there was just too much stairs she just walked up and downstairs and got railed for like 80% of the book. I was like, give me some plot. Stop sh- stop stacking shelves in this fucking library and give me some goddamn plot. No, that's very valid. I... Yeah, no, I, I can't disagree. That's a great way of putting it. I was like, please, the end of the book where they were like in the big battle and like shit was hitting the fan. I was like, yes, give me it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I 10% was end of the book. Yeah, no, I, I was a bit of a hater about that. I was like, you, you, you tell me this now. Like, I was so, I'm so willing to suspend disbelief. Right, we have like winged, sexy fey men who are like 400 years old. We have like you know, girl who's currently personality deficient thrown into bathtub of doom and comes out with visions. We have Nesta who was a bitch before and a bitch after. I my only thing was like they could uh Sarah could I shouldn't refer to her by her first name Miss Mass We're could like have altered the structure a little bit oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um altered the structure a little bit so that they just got like a little more training because like, <laughs> like I a hate year, like a year more <laughs> I know I, I hate sounding the like well there's no way they could have won but I mean we're talking about like 
hordes of dudes who trained from birth mm-hmm. and you and your besties it was a great scene but you and your besties figured it yeah. out in like six months i know and again you know you know devil's advocate they were trained by like two of the strongest people in the entire court so like and two of the only three who have ever you know actually exactly, gotten exactly. to the top so yeah yeah there's no, that i'm willing to accept it and also like nesta with the crown the harp and the mask uh stunning the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah mask yeah stunning. Like, the, that imagery what? her her stepping up with all three dead the fan art oh done amazing and i will say i love nesta i mm-hmm. actually love nesta i didn't i just did not like the book it just wasn't my favorite comparing it to all of other like her other body of work this is not my favorite comparing it to like some other books i've read it's incredible but compare i think that's maybe the issue our standards for her and i was so high yeah oh no my my my, like unforgivable sin from that series is that i hate pregnancy tropes i couldn't give less of a shit about nyx i was kind of hoping the baby died just for some like character i'm sorry I, no, i'm no, sorry no no no. you I... you need to read some of my stuff because i use pregnancy trope as like pretending we've got pregnancy trope and then shit hits the fan like okay, i use it as a way to create I know I need to trauma read stuff. i know I, like i've been like kind of stalking your instagram and stuff and i'm like okay i need to like uh i need to read and i need to read your stuff it's definitely on my tbr and i promise i'll get to it soon um but no like i was just like the whole point it's like, oh, we're immortal and in love and we'll have, like, all this time to live together. By the 19. way, I... She's 19. She, oh, whatever the hell, like... Or yeah, and, like, now, but... yeah. and then, like, she comes to some, like, you know, come to Jesus, come to the mother moment, and then decides she wants to get pregnant. And I'm like, you have so much time. I know. What's like, the rush? No, Favorite? You know, and then, and then, you know, and then it's like, it leads to the whole, like, oh, by the way, um, worst case scenario, we orphan our child because we can't, because we're so codependent, we can't be without each other, which was fine when they didn't have a kid. I yeah, mean, no, I'm I- telling you now, like, I am 100% convinced that in later books, Nyx is going to play a very pivotal role. Like, I genuinely think there's a reason he's mm-hmm. there. I Like, I, I fully agree. I'm just worried they're going to sideline Feyre. Because, like... She has so much right. power, and like she's kind of not lived up to that potential. Like in the war, at that in the war against Tyburn, I wasn't particularly impressed with her work. Um, and I'm just worried that now she's gonna just be sitting there critiquing as you're yeah. reading, like, come on, Farrah, yeah. like you could have done better. Exactly. It's like you have all eight powers, you could do so much, more. vary them slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just. I'm worried they're going to sideline her. And I'm sure Nesta's going to be awesome. I'm, I am very excited about Elaine having more yeah. of a, a role. Like a lot of, I, I make a ton of fun of Elaine. I can't say that I'm immune to this. But, you know, there's the people who point out Feyre is an unreliable narrator. You know, she yeah. was a kid. She can't um, paint. Canonically. One of those. Canoni- canonically. One of those. She can't oh my paint. God, no. I hate, I hate that theory. It makes me feel so terrible. Like, I'm like, just let this girl have one thing. <laughs> um other than one you know, thing she has uh, everything uh, she's a great yeah. hunter she managed to kill a frigging fey wolf with one arrow she has yeah. the high lord of the night court she defeated amarantha i'm spoiling everything in these books but hey so, i trust me you're fine uh, sorry no she she paints like a four-year-old in my in my brain <laughs> and resand is like yeah darling amazing I'm beautiful fairy darling i would agree with you if i didn't think amran would absolutely tell her right there's no, Nesta would have told her. Nesta would have told her. I feel like Amran would have just laughed behind her back. Oh, no, maybe that's that's fair. That's fair. I am I I do love Amran personally. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite. Um yeah, no. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited for what's at House of Shadow and Flame. Um yeah. Piss the cover isn't purple, not gonna lie. 
Yeah, you know, I was a little surprised about that. Mm-hmm. I, I was, yeah, like because the, the like teaser cover that was just like the name on the front that was set in purple, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But, and now all of a sudden it's gold. But if people are saying that's because Aelin is going to come in, I, I, I'm fine with it because she's my favorite. I mean, people's like nut job theories that I totally and wholeheartedly support is the dragon that's depicted on the cover it matches the dragon of her dress that she wore when she was dealing with um is Aragon. Right. and mm-hmm. then uh the claws look like iron teeth which oh, is from Manon. also just while i have this platform i do want to point out that uh i know i'm assuming you say Manon. yes because i'm european and that's how oh, you say it I, I know i know i know <laughs> I just refuse to, I, i'm fully aware i'm wrong but sarah isn't here right now and i am um so anyway manon uh, people hate it. I think it's so funny. I I, I thrive off of that negative. I don't. Tension. I don't mind that as much. It's the people that call him Rice and that I can't get behind. Because oh, Reese, Reese like yeah. Reese, is an actual name. Yeah. No, I know. So, I know Reese. Well, I mean, Manon is also a name, but yeah. I, I, I refuse to give that much credit to the French, though. Um, and I've made that joke many times. You have, but, <laughs> yes, uh, but not on here. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so in any case, the the theory that I like about her is that because she's half Crokin, she could mm-hmm. theoretically have a son meaning you might see like an iron tooth prince which i think would be really cool but again fuck the pregnancy trope like don't give her a child unless it's I mean, Dorian's unless she ago. comes in with the kid already and she's exactly. still badass yeah and but she now will there's be. just like a child yeah no it's, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's like a book a tv show an anime a movie if the character has white hair i am all for them white oh, or silver yeah hair. feral i go feral, feral. Male or, male or female i'm like yes mm-hmm. give it to me i will eat it up yes please exactly i fully understand why dorian was like this woman can kill me i'm in oh yeah he was like i'll bleed whatever color you tell me to i was like that book my book hit the wall i was screaming <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah when house of the dragon came out last year i was like full by panic mode i was like mm-hmm. every single person in the show every person like i was almost getting a divorce like my marriage was on the rocks every, every new episode that came out i was like oh god in my my little head canon about that is that this is just like a detour uh for the is it the 11th doctor the whole thing because matt, matt smith was right yeah yeah no i can't get over that i just like this is the it's like every it's you know the targaryens and the doctor he just did such a good job with damon though no he's an excellent actor he he was just perfect and i saw this thing it was a TikTok, literally, because I'm never off the app, um, the other day. And it was the director or someone who worked there saying that when they did, oh no, it was the actor who had played Sir Harwin. And they said in the wedding scene originally, he had ad-libbed, they weren't supposed to announce him because he wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be there. So he was just supposed to walk in. But in instead of doing that in the take, he turned to this like extra who was playing like the quote-unquote announcer. Mm-hmm. And he turned and like, walked towards him and apparently this guy was like shitting himself because he's like matt smith as damon targaryen's like stalking towards you and he like leaned in and said you forgot something and then he said say my name and then the guy announced to the room prince damon targaryen and then matt smith walked downstairs and they cut it out oh really i was like why did you cut that out that was epic yeah yeah what are you gonna do i mean what's it the game of thrones directors and all that i don't have the best reputation right now no they don't and if they ruin season two i my if they like don't make my baby girl aemon's targaryen as awful as he is in the books i will not be happy about it because your baby girl war criminal yes who must be protected at all costs with his senile dragon 
Granny yeah. Vagar. Yeah. Who <laughs> thinks that he is Visenya. Uh, yeah, no, you're going to enjoy the Stormlight Archive, is all I'm saying. If this yeah, is your case in Warlords. Yeah, I just need to set aside some time to, like, actually properly read it. So obviously we're both obsessed with TikTok. That's uh, yes. that's a given. Like the majority right. of the population who downloaded the app during the pandemic, we now cannot live without it. So um, how does it feel being a guy on BookTok? Because I do feel like it's like not, not being sexist, but I do feel like it's a very female predominate space. Yeah, the no, majority I, of book talkers, I would say, are female. Absolutely. And especially with the fantasy romance stuff, that's, you know, yeah. the target audience is typically women. Um, I haven't noticed anything negative from it. I find, I don't think that like me being a guy comes up that often. I think people yeah. just accept that like maybe there is more male rep in the fantasy romance space um, as not an author, but someone talking about it. Uh, uh, but no, I enjoy it. You know, I get people who it's very interesting of like where I'm like, you know, I'm pretending to be certain characters and they're like, someone said like, you're who I picture as Cassian. And I'm like, you're delusional. <laughs> like, There's no way. I am like a foot too short and like 90 pounds of pure muscle too light. Like there are better options out there. Thank you. Like I'm keeping it. Like that's why I don't cut my hair, but like. Like save the comment. Oh, Pr oh, print yeah, it on a t-shirt. I have a list of my favorite comments and then it's like organized by like funny, you know, complimenting me, complimenting my hair specifically, or just like, batshit crazy like insane <laughs> i'm definitely on the unhinged side of tiktok oh i'm on the like reactions to unhinged tiktok so i see all the videos that are like terrible for your mental health but it's specifically like my mutuals or just people making reactions to it of like why would you put that on beyonce's internet like what's wrong with you <laughs> like i just need to, like anytime anyone in my family or that i know is like oh i saw you on tiktok i'm like yeah please don't follow me like <laughs> don't watch my videos don't let that algorithm know that you know me scroll on by thank you scroll no my, my dad actually follows me um and having to explain some of these videos takes years off my life i can imagine you know, yeah i had to stop my mom from reading my books table. no reason dad no reason <laughs> why are you mentioning headwords so often okay. son <laughs> i need to block him i do like he's really supportive and he's it, but like i have to explain every video i make which is fair, you know, he doesn't read the books and he's also, you know, 50 something years older than me. Mm. So like, if you knew this culture, it'd be a bit weird. Mm. Yeah. yeah I mean, to get back to the question, it's like, yeah, I, I, I just enjoy book talk. I think I've had a very, it's been a very welcoming space 99% of the time. Um, I think you're also yeah. doing something a little bit different because, and I think that's why your TikTok specifically is doing so well is, you know, so many book talkers, even myself included, like we'll talk about books that we've read or we'll sit down and like, show hauls or in my case you know books yeah. I've written you're like taking nice. the source material and like playing the characters like there's not very many people who are doing that or at least not doing it so well thank you uh yeah you know I guess I don't know what drove me to that I think it's mostly because um when I moved I left all my books at home so I don't have like a book haul or a bookshelf mm -hmm. um in my apartment and so I had to you know adapt I've got like four books on my desk and that's about it mm -hmm. um I just thought it was funny though, because you know what, actually that's a lie. I do know where it came from. My sister and I, uh, one thing we do is we love going to Barnes and Noble near our house and we'll take, we'll pick up like 
the stupidest looking book we can find some like you know enemies to lovers but not actually enemies to lovers because it's like set in a realistic setting and there's like oh. no real tension there you know what i mean but like i just like the, the we hate each other because we're work colleagues and he got exactly. promotion and i didn't exactly. no yeah to say some people love it um not for me but like what we do is we'll each grab a book and we'll read the blurb the back of it to each other in a serious <laughs> as possible until one of us falls apart <laughs> i love um, that and then i kind of just take that logic and apply it to you know books i do enjoy because there mm. are some that are like what is what is happening here nothing's perfect but the freaking riddle man that was such a waste of time though okay but there's so many people that didn't guess it i immediately was like oh yeah i know what that is and then some people were like i didn't get it until farah got it yeah i mean listen the, the uh the what's the word the saving grace of it is that the whole point was that farah didn't experience it until she True. put herself Valid. in that danger and like was willing to do that for another person because i don't think she would have died for nesta and elaine at the at at who she was at who she was in the beginning mm -hmm. of the series so i think that's fair but like i mean what I, I literally put the the riddle on one of my tiktoks is like baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more like, what's the answer? <laughs> yeah i love that i love that yeah i feel like book talk i mean like it was mentioned that like that tiktok hearing um and the ceo of tiktok was like yeah it's teaching people to read and i was like please don't please don't look too closely at what we're actually talking about because it's it's not about teaching people to read <laughs> if, they if someone read a blurb from ice planet barbarians <laughs> at the congressional hearing i think I I, everyone's phone would be like confiscated yeah they'd be like we do not want people reading this that would be straight on the banned list oh my god oh my god yeah so um you, we were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording and mm -hmm. you are very proud of your heritage and very mm -hmm. proud to be Jewish. Yes. Um, are there any Jewish authors that you particularly enjoy reading? Do you enjoy seeing Jewish representation in books? Because like, I feel like there should be more. There could be mm -hmm. more apart from like all of the World War II books that we've all right, read. Right. You know, yeah. there's um, plenty of Jewish people in them, but it would be nice to see more modern books um about Jewish people. Um yeah, no, uh so it's on my I do have sections of my content dedicated to being Jewish answering questions mm. about that. Most of the time it ends up being like smut adjacent like questions about our laws regarding that. Um in terms of Jewish authors, uh Naomi Novik is someone who's been on my uh reading list for the longest time she's writ, uh, written spinning silver which has uh, a lot of like jewish representation but i haven't gotten to it yet it's also you know just being a mainly fantasy reader i don't deal with like human or like uh earth religions mm. uh my big my big criticism though is that like especially in tv shows judaism is very poorly represented uh in the sense Didn't of you like, do a recent video about Grey's anatomy exactly exactly right. yeah um, so that whole rant for the people who didn't see it, uh, we had an Orthodox Jewish patient who didn't want a heart valve transplant because it was a porcine valve, meaning it came from a pig. Um, the premise being that she's an Orthodox Jew and it's unkosher. That's not what our laws of kashrut are designed for. And the big, um, the big concept that we have is like we live by the laws, we don't die for them. Mm -hmm. And if it came to, say, a life-saving surgery such as this, absolutely okay to get a porcine valve there are other valve options both uh, bovine and mechanical but i think porcine is the most like widely researched and the most like proven tested to be safe but yeah that you know that's an example of like what wouldn't be great or a lot of the times jewish representation in movies is like oh ha ha hanukkah and that's it right and then, you know i mean listen as as like bad as this is to say i do enjoy the, movie, the show euphoria um mm -hmm. you know it's just it's wild it's wacky it's insane 
and like that was the Jewish rep. I believe Cassie's family is like, oh yeah, we're like, you know, culturally Jewish or whatever. But the point is that they don't actually also participate in the culture. Um, one 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 scene I did like was, uh, have you seen the into uh, the Spider Verse movies? Uh, yeah. Spider um, so I'm gonna say Peter Parker's if that's not all of them, but uh, the one who was like life fell apart and then he got got his stuff together and like actually like saved his marriage and had a kid in the next movie. Um, there's a scene where he mentions his marriage and he steps on the glass and that's a Jewish tradition. So that was like a, actually a, a great way of showing a character's Jewish, you know, showing, not telling. Um, so I enjoyed that, but no, overall, I think that like Jewish rep tends to be just under-researched and under, you know. Yeah. I think it's because it's also a lot of people think that Judaism is like, just like Christianity light or Christianity on hard mode, excuse me. Um, and they tend to be very different in a lot of their, in a lot of the ways that they practice as well as like the general concepts around like sex, marriage, divorce, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you're, the the whole culture is completely different like mm -hmm. regardless of like religion like the culture yeah. of you know not just your religious teachings or your practices is is very separate um yeah. and I for one definitely would like to see more Jewish representation I would like to see more representation in general like we all right. would um in books but yeah for me specifically in modern books because like I said historical books yeah like right. we've covered the one period in time that I think everyone is familiar with but right. it would be really nice to see Jewish people being celebrated, like for for the great moments in their life, instead of being remembered for, you know, horrific acts. Like, like if that's getting me down as a non-Jewish person, like how does that feel as a Jewish person? Um, no, I I I, I totally see where you're coming from, and I'm like I appreciate this. It's it's the 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 concept of remembering is so important to the Jewish culture. Mm -hmm. and I think to the concept of the Holocaust in general. Um, mm -hmm. No, but there just in terms of if we're going to care about representation we should care about representation it's it's mm. it means you take steps to be familiar with the culture and it doesn't yeah. need to be anything big it's just it's it's more than just hanukkah when hanukkah is viewed as, as like the jewish christmas yeah yeah, but, yeah it's oh, more it's oh, more than just a one one time a year thing yeah and overall though like you know my uh i i would assume the majority of my followers are non-jewish and i think they are they're very receptive and very um open to and enjoy the yeah. content about judaism so yeah, I, I think being Jewish on TikTok has been a very positive experience and just the rep that I guess I am for that has been a very positive experience. If you do want to look more into um, Orthodox Judaism though, there is a creator by the name of Miriam. I am going to butcher her last name and I'm just going to double check that quickly. Um, there was a recent TV show, when was it? I think it was in the pandemic and I think it was called Orthodox, uh, um, the miniseries or unorthodox maybe, yeah. yeah um yeah. so that yeah that was an example of I actually didn't see it my bad um but that was a story of an Orthodox I really Jew. enjoyed it yeah um so you actually might know the plot better than me but to my knowledge it was um an Orthodox Jewish woman who realizes that she's gay and ends up leaving her is it am I thinking the right the correct story there does she shave her head possibly that, that, that that's an Orthodox practice depending on um you know preference basically no I don't think the plot line was was of her being her being gay there, oh there there's another one there might be another one then because there mm. there is there was one and you know it's part of her leaving the orthodox community which valid um i don't necessarily obviously not to talk on her experiences her story there is important um but overall i think the the portrayal of orthodox jews as like kind of fanatic nuts isn't really fair mm. yeah um 
if you do want, what I suggest is if you do want to see a little bit more of the Orthodox Jewish life, um, there's a great content creator by the name of Miriam uh, Izagwi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but no, she's an Orthodox Jewish mom um, and she's really cool. And she does just, you know, day in the life as an Orthodox Jewish woman. So, she, you know, she covers her hair. She has she has um, her kids occasionally and like answers questions just about like her religious faith. And any people ask anything and everything sometimes to the point of like, you don't need to ask a random woman that. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, she's awesome. I think that's great, honestly. And and we love to see it because I feel like, you know, the internet can bring us closer. I mean, look at this conversation we're having, like two random strangers just getting to sit and talk about books and we've never spoken right. before. Um, but yeah, there's definitely downsides of people, you know, thinking that certain things are fake or didn't happen and spreading, you know, hate speech and anti-Semitic views. And, you know, even like I live in the Netherlands, yeah. there's a former concentration camp 20 minutes from my house that's now a museum that you know I've visited I know that all the kids here at school go and visit it and are taught about mm -hmm. it and then we're faced with seeing people from America saying that it didn't happen and it didn't exist and you're kind of like well, where is this coming from like like why do you think that one this is okay to say and, and why do you believe this in the first place you know it's listen you, you, you can't there's an expression that anti-Semitism is like the world's oldest mental health disorder. Um, just it, it they're really, you'll never find a logic to it. And it's, you're going to break yourself trying to figure out why someone would think this way and why someone would want mm. it. You can go into tons of different social theories of like why someone would need like a scapegoat and why they picked the Jews. Um, but frankly, like the good thing, you know, the internet does bring people together. Unfortunately, it also brings people who might have horrendous views together. Yeah. Um, the block buttons, the way to go. Like, um, I, I've said, like, um, I enjoy interacting with these people because I can be snarky about it. Um, I, you know, personal story time, there was a, it was, um, someone who was very pro stash man, uh, was like, you know, commenting very terrible stuff to me, but it was also a Lisa fan page, which very weird blend of interests, Hitler and K-pop. Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of Lisa too. I love K-pop. So it was just like, you know, you, you see very interesting bits of humanity. And as long as you can take the step back and recognize, like, it's, yeah. this is a rando ranting through a screen because it makes them feel powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't need to engage or do the, the gaslighting theory that I was taught, which is talk to them. And then if it's on your video, you can delete their comments and then ask them why they're deleting their comments and just. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just like, you know, engage in the conversation and then be like, why are you deleting your comments, dude? And it's you deleting them. Like, who cares? Like, they don't get to have the satisfaction of arguing with you. <laughs> like, how dare you come into my house? I'm going to use that. I did yeah. not know that. That's brilliant. I love the level of petty. That's the oh, perfect level of petty. And I appreciate, I'd much rather someone like come to me than harass, say someone like Miriam or harass, um, you know, other Jewish people. Mm. creators because i am always ready to throw down oh yeah oh yeah i i actually one uh, thing just popped into my head another um recent tv show about again it was during the second world war but mm -hmm. it showcased um jewish people in, in a brilliant light it was the story of meep um the family that hid Anne frank uh, oh. during the war in the netherlands uh, it was on disney plus if you haven't watched it go watch it i sobbed it was fantastically done oh. Um, and again, you know, obviously I grew up in Scotland and we were taught, you know, right. everything about the Holocaust, but then now living here in the Netherlands, they view it very differently because they were occupied right. during the war. So they have so much more history around fighting the soldiers in, in, in very small ways. 
like yeah. the, the small resistances, um, no. which which I think is just fantastic. It's so inspirational. I def- I really want to visit the Netherlands. Actually, I've got, I have family there. Um, they moved up from South Africa, and uh, no, it's it's yeah, it's important. It's, you should you should right. like there was something so like not breathtaking. It was it was like a, a bittersweet moment. I went to Pride in Amsterdam last year, and we were dancing and having the best time. And I turned around, and it was Anne Frank's house that was behind me yeah it's wild and it was just this moment of like how far we still have a long a long way to go but how far we've come like the the view she was looking out at at that time and then I'm looking at the same view and watching drag queens (laughs) dance on boats and people celebrate you know Mm -hmm. love and who they are and freedom to express themselves and you know, I suppose part of book talk is that too, like expressing ourselves oh, yeah. through what we read and the characters that we enjoy and relate with. Judaism has a concept called t- uh, tikkun olam, uh, repairing the world. And it's me- not meant to be something that's with an achievable finality. There's never a last step of like, we have done it. It's it's never going to be complete, but you have the obligation to continue the journey there. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and- so deep, but beautiful and I feel like that's a great note to to end this on um and I'm sure your journey is not complete yet um with everything that you're doing um on social media so if anyone is listening and does want to follow you where can they find you so I am funny story I my I pronounce my username Dalexander because it's supposed to be my three my initials DAC and then my middle name Alexander did not realize it's spelled Dale C. Sander um and could not figure out why people were calling me Dale for the longest time but you can find me on TikTok as Alexander, D-A-L-E-C-S-A-N-D-E-R. Uh, same name, 99 at uh, Instagram. So Alexander 99 um, And yeah, those are pretty much the big ones. I do have a YouTube, but it's not particularly big. I haven't really posted much to it. Same That's username. That's where you there. can put your stand-up. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to give my, just look up my username anywhere. Uh, you will the find links it. will be in the description. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much. It was such a pleasure being here. And I'm more than happy to keep talking about books after this is done recording too. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Hazel. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, then please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. And I will catch you all next week.